Welcome on in to a special episode of Dragonfly Ripple. Uh, this is uh, one of the ripplets that David and I are going to do. Um, <laughs> there's no way we can keep up with the output of Carlin and Annalise and Dashiell. But, uh, but we do want to try to contribute some of these ourselves, too. And um, we just recently watched um, a big movie in the theater that uh, everybody's going to see and everybody's talking about. What did we go see, David? I mean, I'm, I, don't, I don't know if everyone's heard of this. I mean, it was it was a very small release, but uh, the Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll save our uh, thoughts on that for another episode later. But um, uh, what it did, well, I guess it, it's probably not a spoiler at this point because everybody's seen it. But uh, we'll just say, I guess if you haven't seen it, I'm going to make a comment here that uh, that maybe you don't want to listen to. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, it ends on something of a cliffhanger, doesn't it? Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, not a million people turn to dust <laughs> at the end of it. Yeah. And, I don't know. It's a cliffhanger because we know that there's more coming. But if you were just to watch this movie, like it is a complete movie. It does. It's not like a literal cliffhanger where, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, this unresolved plot. There. The, the the plot's resolved, but how is it resolved? Well, the bad guy wins, and <laughs> right. half the people die. Right. So um, that's uh, not a super satisfying. Um, Ending and immediately we wanted to watch the next version, the next movie, and see how it is going to wrap up. But we have to wait a year for that. And uh, so, what do we decide to do, David? What are we going to What are we going to do to try to keep ourselves occupied while we're waiting? We are going to watch all of the other Marvel movies before that one comes out. Yeah, in order. Yeah, in uh, in more or less chronological order. I, I think I, I planned it out so that we, we can get them all in in a year. Um, I think if we watch a couple of movies a month, we should be okay. <laughs> and uh, we're also going to try to work in the uh, the Netflix TV series um, as well as Agent Carter. So anyway, that's that's going to be kind of our, our our family is doing that for this year, and we thought it would be fun to just kind of as we go record some thoughts here for uh, for Dragonfly Ripple. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was the first time we watched, David? Uh, we decided to watch Captain America, the first Avenger, because it takes place so long before, right? Uh, Iron Man. Yeah. So there's this framing device that does talk all takes place in the modern day that fits Captain America, first Avenger into a very specific part of the Marvel timeline. And, but then all the, the main part of the movie, the whole, the, the, giant middle chunk which is really what the movie is all takes place back in in world war ii and so we watched the middle part um without really the framing sequences on on either side and i did i want to do that for a specific reason is some of it's just nerdy well i guess it's all nerdy (laughs) yeah but um as we get into agent carter in in our next episode I, i think that show starts off in a way that really is helped if you if you kind of in Captain America, or like right before he wakes up in the modern times, if you end the movie there, that flows really beautifully into um, mm-hmm. into Agent Carter. So that's what we did uh, for this. Um, so let's just talk kind of quickly about some of the characters um, in this thing. Uh, so, David, impressions on, on Steve Rogers, especially before he uh, 
took the super soldier serum? Uh, he is a good person. Which okay. is basically what sums him up in yeah. three words. Because <laughs> he doesn't care about like being the best or getting favor with anyone or getting a girlfriend or anything like that. He just wants to help his country. Mm-hmm. That, that's all he wants. Yeah. He and he's going to try and help his country in any way he possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. And then um, he's got a buddy who, um, I guess his nickname is Bucky. Um, James Buchanan, Bucky yeah. Barnes. Yeah. Uh, played by Sebastian Stan. What, what are your thoughts about him in, uh, in this movie? It's really hard to think about him in just this movie. I mean, I did it at one point, but with everything that's happened after that, <laughs> um, I guess he, he's 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 nice. Okay. I guess I could. I, I don't have a lot of, of, to say about him in just this movie because spoiler alert, he comes back. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, so he dies in this movie. He dies in this movie, and then when he comes back, he has a lot he doesn't really have a ton to do in this one yeah so he's what, kind of uh steve's friend and kind of drives the plot at a couple of points but yeah so yeah. he's steve's um i don't know if he's older but he's bigger stronger um more comfortable around other people especially around women um and one thing i think is interesting about him though in this movie is how he reacts or when when he meets Steve after Steve has taken the, the gone through the process and now Steve is the tougher, stronger, bigger one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, how do you feel like Bucky handles that? Uh, he's kind of like, he kind of takes a second to process what's going on, but I feel like he gets what's going on pretty soon and yeah, kind of gets over it. Yeah, I think it it does take him back a little bit. Um, And I think for the most part, he does handle it well. Like, he he really likes Steve, and he really, um, you know, I don't think he deeply resents him. But there's there's one part, especially in that final fight during the train, um, the the scene where Bucky dies, that, uh, um, I don't know, I kind of feel like a little bit of resentment from him in that. Like, Mm. uh, do you feel like that? Like, maybe he feels like he's being pushed to the side? No. No, not really. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was just reading into that, but uh, um, okay. And then uh, let's see. We have a couple of other people here who um, are important to uh, to Steve's uh, transformation. One is uh, Stanley Tucci as uh, Doctor Erskine. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about him? Uh, he's very similar to Steve. In a lot of ways, actually, where he he want he wants to help out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he wants to help out in this America necessarily, but he wants to stop Hydra, basically. Yeah. And he has the technology to do, and he wants to use that technology to help destroy Hydra. Yeah, well, really, all of the Nazis, because at this point, Hydra oh, yeah. is just a kind of a a unit within. I guess, yeah, the Nazi so. army, yeah. Kill all the Nazis, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he's got this line, too, early as he's talking to Steve about the little guys. Like, I really like that. that he, yeah. Like, Dr. Erskine is also a little guy. Like, he's not he's not a big, tough soldier. Um, he's very, very smart. Um, 
and he uses that intelligence to uh, to fight, but he's not uh, on the front lines or right, any lines, really. right? And so he has an appreciation for Steve that uh, is really cool. Yeah, he gives a quote that I really like, where uh, a large man who's known power all his life will use it in bad ways, but a little man who gets power will use it in the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is the quote that he says that I really like. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. He's a great character. Um, Too bad he doesn't isn't in it for very long. Yeah, um, and then let's uh, see. Uh, one of the people that. Um, uh, is in charge of after Steve kind of makes the transformation. One of the people in charge of uh, his training is Colonel Phillips, played by Tommy Lee Jones. What do you think about him? Uh, if you need a military commander, general, anyone in charge in the military, Tommy Lee Jones is your guy to get. <laughs> he plays that role very well. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of cranky, but he's funny cranky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could just, uh, he probably has most of the best lines <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. Actually. And Tommy Lee Jones delivery is spot on. Uh, and then, uh, also heading up the program is, uh, Peggy Carter played by Haley Atwell. And, uh, we'll have a lot more to say about her in our next episode, but what are your thoughts or feelings about her in, uh, in this movie? Uh, Cool. cool. I throw that word around a lot, but cool. All right. Basically, uh, again, it's it's one of those character. She's one of those characters where you have a lot more to say about her in the upcoming thing, but okay. in this one, she's. I don't know if I want to. I don't know. You try not to say the word "cool" again, aren't you? I am. <laughs> uh awesome yeah yes yeah she's a great fighter yeah um she knows her stuff and uh so how do you feel about her romance with steve do you uh do you believe that as the movie goes uh i believe that one exists but i think that the strongest point of it is that sorry towards the and when he's on the plane, mm. really. But mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's this j- big old fate romance throughout the whole movie until the very end. Yeah, right. It, it's almost like they've kind of put the idea of romance on hold because of mm-hmm. the war, um, and then it becomes this heartbreaking thing at the end where they realize they're not they're not going to get to unpause. Yeah, they're not going to get to continue it. Uh, or even explore it, really. Um, even though they were both clearly very interested in each other. And do you get the feeling that she's interested in him even before the experiment? Or do you feel like that kind of... Uh, interested in a different way. Okay. How? What do you mean? In the fact that why is this skinny little guy doing laps with all these big burly dudes? Mm-hmm. But do you feel like she's impressed with him? Probably, yeah. Especially when he uh, gets the flag from the pole. Right, right. Yeah, he's he's smart. Smart. Um, and she sees she knows that he's got a good heart. Um, mm-hmm. Which, and I don't, I never get the feeling that she's really like romantically interested in him. She's like not attracted yeah. to him yeah. physically, 
Um, yeah, that comes after the experiment, but, uh, but she's already very, um, curious about him as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else we get to talk about here? Let's talk about, I'm going to, I'm saving the villain for last, but let's talk about, uh, Howard Stark, uh, okay. by Dominic Cooper. How do you, how do you feel about him in this movie? Uh, he is Tony's father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you mean by that? Uh, they're very similar characters where he has money, he's smart, he lets people know it Mm -hmm. pretty much as soon as he meets them. Yeah. Doesn't take much seriously. Nope. Yeah. He has a flying car at the beginning. Yeah, almost does. Almost. (laughs) For a few seconds. Right, right. Uh, kind of a, a Lola prototype, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not going to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> show on, on the, uh, the uh, that show. Oh, about- you're right. You're right. That is not one of the things that we're going to watch as we go through yeah. these movies um this year. <laughs> but we we can talk about Lola, of course. Right. Right. Um let's see what else um yeah, we'll th- we'll have some more to say about about Howard Stark in uh in the Agent Carter episode too cuz he's the main mm-hmm. character in that um, okay, let's talk about uh, Johann Schmidt, aka well, the Red. Are we going to go back to some of the other side characters, or like who, who am I? Who am I forgetting? Uh, Howling Commandos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about them. Um, yeah, what do you think about them? Uh, they're cool. Oh, there I said that word again. <laughs> um, they're. Well, I don't have a lot to say about them in whole, but I do have a lot to say about their leader. Well, quote unquote leader, Dum Dum Dugan, uh, Dum Dum Dugan, because yeah. he is very close to my heart from a childhood Marvel series that <laughs> I read while growing up. Well, <laughs> read in a sense that I flipped through it and looked at the pictures. Yeah, and then when I actually wanted to read it, I lost it, and I don't know where it is. Uh, um, it may be in my library here somewhere. Okay, uh, but yeah, Dum Dum Dugan was. Ah, he wasn't the title character, but he was the main human character of the Marvel Godzilla series. Right. <laughs> which, yeah. That yeah. automatic. If you know me, that automatically is something I would be looking at. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, Dum Dum Dugan is kind of the shield liaison uh, in charge of kind of tracking and controlling Godzilla, I think. Is that yeah. accurate to say? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so here he is in, in live-action form in the movies, played by Neil McDonough, who I always like Neil McDonough anyway. You probably haven't seen oh. him in many other things, but uh, um, he's a good actor, and I think he does a really great job. Uh, he's very charismatic. Yes. Um, he's got, <laughs> he's wearing that derby. He's got that mustache, smoking them cigars. Like, that is dumb dumb Dugan. <laughs> and... In the Agent Carter series, again, he shows up again, and he's even better in that. Oh, yeah. He plays a really cool role in, uh, yeah. in that in an episode. Um, okay, so, all right. Anybody else that I'm forgetting on the uh, the, the good guy side here? Uh, not that I can really think of. Not right. that I can think of. Okay, so Red Skull. What do you think about him? He is... Like he's one of those villains where I don't really feel like he's like he he's a super soldier, but I never really feel like he's a very 
intimidating opponent physically. I feel like he's a opponent, a villain that uses his mind more than his muscle. Okay. But what's cool about him is that because he's a super soldier, you know, he has the strength to do things physically, but mm-hmm. he doesn't. He goes the mental route instead. Right. Well, you don't even know he's got the... the you well, you do. You know he's a super soldier right away, right? You, you find that you out. You do. Do you? Poor Steve gets the super soldier serum. Doc, the doctor tells him that... Right, uh, right. Schmidt took the serum. Okay. But there were side effects to it, which yeah. you learn about later. Right, yeah, yeah, you learn. But it really did him. Uh, I guess what I was thinking of was, like, in the, the very opening scene is, is Schmidt um, invading a Norse village. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Uh, well, he shows off his strength there, too. Oh, does he? Yeah, because there's some guys trying to open up the box, yeah. the, the coffin, and they're struggling with it, and he just pushes it off, pushes oh. the top off of oh, it. I missed that. Cool. All right. All right. So never mind. So he, he he's the full package right from the beginning. He's mm-hmm. super strong, but also smart and ruthless, uh, and he's got all these men uh, to support him, and he's kind of like he's he's supposed to be this special division of the nazis who uh it, i guess this is based on real life that hitler was very interested in the occult um and uh i guess i don't really know how deep that interest actually went and, and i always say like this movie fits in really well like you could do a really good mystery movie night with um with this movie and hellboy and raiders of the lost ark yeah yeah, because they're all about Nazis looking for supernatural artifacts. Power. Yeah, yeah. and power. Um, and so I, I kind of love that idea. Um, and, um, and and that's how the movie kind of opens, is with uh, he... Schmidt is uh, looking for this kind of occult artifact. And, and what I like about it, they don't really say... Like, you can watch this movie, and all you would know is that this, this uh, thing that that uh, Schmidt has gotten a hold of is some kind of uh, kind of Norse totem or something is some kind of, you know, object of power from, from Norse mythology, um, mm. which and the Norse mythology was something else that Hitler was very interested in. So it all really fits. Um, but like, cause we don't know, like watching this movie first, we don't know about Thor. We don't know about, you know, that these gods actually exist. We just know that yeah. there's this village and this temple in this village. And there's this, this ancient artifact, um, that's supposed to have this power, and then the Red Skull gets it and, and, and kind of uses that power to take his unit of the Nazis and kind of form his own organization. Kind of that tries to take over the world. Yeah, even just kind of outside of the Nazis. Like he he makes it very clear that his loyalty is not to the Nazis; that it's his loyalty is to himself. And um, now mm-hmm. he's got the power and the men to to make that happen. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looks really cool. Like, oh yeah, the Red Skull is amazing. Like the the, the look <laughs> of him is really really good. Mm-hmm. And Hugo Weaving is just such a great actor. Yeah, he, he is a great voice and great delivery. Um, know, anything else you want to say about the Tesseract? Uh, they don't. I don't think they really call it that. Or do they? Uh, I think they do call it okay. that. All right. Um, but it does play. I guess you could say an important role because it powers all of his devices and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he bases all of his technology on it. Oh, we haven't yeah. talked about Arnim Zola yet, but he's no. Um, who is he? 
Uh, he is the main scientist, like the head scientist at Hydra, and he kind of has all the. I guess he created all the the weapons. Yeah, and the machines. Right. Um, and what happens to him in the movie? He kind of gets thrown around a bit. <laughs> really, <laughs> well, like by the end, like where where is he at the end of the movie? Prison. Yeah. So they capture him. Yeah. Um, I guess. Well, not- they don't really say he goes to prison. I mean, I'm just assuming that based on something that happens in the next. Mis- not Mystery Movie Night, Dragonfly Ripple, we're going to talk about, uh, I guess I'll say, uh, Carter. Yeah. And Agent Carter, he shows up there, but... Yeah. Uh, well, they definitely, they arrest yeah. him, there's like an interrogation scene with him and Tommy Lee Jones. Um, I think the implication is very clear that he is, he's in their custody. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, and then we actually see him in, still in custody in Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but he kind of, he's not like a super vital figure throughout the rest of these movies, but he does reappear occasionally. So it'd be kind of good to keep a track of him. Well, he gives some good exposition in a later movie. Yeah. Right. Um, all right, let's talk about, uh, the super soldier serum or the super soldier program. Uh, mm-hmm. that's what Erskine is developing to help, uh, the allied forces in world war two. It's what, uh, creates, um, Captain America, but so he's he's uh, he's murdered. Yes, Christine is murdered. Uh, and so the program, like the, the technology, kind of dies with him. Like nobody really knows exactly how he did what he did. Pretty um, much. And uh, so we're gonna see a lot of future storylines in this universe um, around trying to recreate it. Basically. Yeah, recreate that. Um, and does that come up in Agents of Shield? You've seen more of that show than I have, but um, not really. Okay. I so, mean, there are some like super strength being a thing that people get, but it's never a drug. It's always it's not based on them trying to replicate the super soldier. No, there's a bunch of powers, but it's not nothing drug based or okay. trying to rep- replicate it. All right. All right, so let's put a pin in that, but we're going to kind of keep track of the Super Soldier program as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, and because, uh, yeah, it, it's it's easy to see why that's uh, something that a lot of different people, both good and bad, would want to try to uh, replicate. <laughs> Captain America. It's right. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty strong. Yeah. All right. Anything else that, uh, that I'm missing that uh, we need to talk about as far as... Um, like how this movie kind of ties into the uh, the other the rest of the uh, cinematic universe. A big one at the very end is how the Red Skull is defeated. Oh right, right. Which I don't think anyone. I think everyone forgot about Red Skull mm-hmm. until they saw Infinity War, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he was a guy." And then if you go back and watch this one, you're like, oh, it fits in so perfectly. Yeah, so what, how did he? How does he get defeated? Uh, Well, the test Tesseract sort of activates while he's holding it, and he gets transported yeah, away. Just, or you don't know if like if he gets transported or disintegrated, but he gets transported. And, well, if you see Infinity War, you know where he ends up. <laughs> yeah, he's holding it, and like, this big like, space just kind of opens up 
over his head and then he just kind of gets sucked into it, right? Yeah. But there's like a beam of light or something, so it looks like he could be like actually, you know, coming apart on a molecular level. Uh, or it's it could be beamed. But yeah, it's like a transporter beam. Um, but yeah, it's not really clear in the movie, but it's clear that he's defeated. It's clear he appears to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then the movie ends, especially when you end it where we did, um, with some kids cosplaying. Well, not really cosplaying, but playing Captain America. Oh, right. I forgot there was that, that bit at the end. But what I was thinking, it was just, you know, he apparently dies. Yeah. Like he, he's, has to save the world by, uh, or save New York at least by uh, crashing the the Red Skull's plane into the Arctic ice, and uh, he is not heard from again. Um, but his legend lives on, as you say. Like these kids are, you know, out in the streets pretending to be Captain America and the Allen Commandos. Right, right. Cool. And in the end, nothing happens after that. <laughs> That's right. What a downer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll lead into uh, the next uh, the next one of these replets that we release. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the TV show Agent Carter. I think we're just going to talk about both seasons in one episode. But yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks, Dave. Ed. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, thanks, listeners. And um, until next time, keep nerding them kids. Mm-hmm.